episode 30 yes sir what do you do the full court report we're back me jory justin and tobe how you fellas doing i'm having a great day having a great sunday i concur a great day today and it's gonna only be greater as tonight we have game three of the NBA Finals. There's a lot of sports going on, though, I have to say. A lot of, a lot of big, big sporting events. Yes, this yeah. weekend is jam-packed. I just watched the UEFA European Championship between Italy and England. England sold in PKs. <laughs> big joke. Big Yesterday, joke. I think the Copa America Championship between Brazil and Argentina happened. I think Messi's first international championship. Obviously, there was the Conor McGregor fight. Yeah, Tobe, how do you feel about that one? You're the UFC fan. Well, I'm a, I'm a big McGregor fan. So seeing just how it played out was like really like one of the worst outcomes I could have seen because like, I will say Connor was probably losing up to that point, but who knows what could have happened? Like anything can happen in the MMA. So come second round, it could have been a whole different story, but obviously, you know, it's just going to be seen as an L, but hopefully he can come back. Um, if not, you know, he might be done. So. No, this guy, that guy McGregor has been going out sad. His last couple fights, I think you might have to just call it a career. Think so, but he was still in the of uh, 2020. So, because of his proper 12, fat dubs. Gotta respect. Gotta respect it. There was uh, Wimbledon. Also happened. Djokovic won Wimbledon uh, for the Saw that. side, and I think it was. Ash Barty, who won for the women's side. So shout out. There's a lot of champions this weekend. I mean, I got to say, a lot of going on. A lot of championship rounds. But none more important, in our opinion at least, than this NBA Finals between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. We have a lot to say about this series, so let's just get right into it. This past Thursday, the Suns took a 2-0 advantage in the NBA Finals defeating the Bucks 118-108. to 108. In that game, too, Devin Booker totaled 31 points, which is his eighth 30th or 30-point 30 game this postseason. Five rebounds and six assists. And Mikhail Bridges had a very uncharacteristic performance, scoring a playoff career-high 27 points on 8-for-15 shooting. But... Chris Paul, CP3, the point god, whatever you want to call him, he is averaging 27.5 points, four rebounds, and 8.5 assists with shooting splits of 56, 58, and 80 in the NBA Finals. So my question, or my first question, I guess, is CP3 the favorite to win Finals MVP at the moment? If the Suns win it all, of course. I, I'm, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to say yes. I think CP3 is the favorite to win it, to win the MVP. If they win, obviously, um, he's just the most impactful player on his team. I feel like, and um, we all know that he's the leader of the Suns, which, in my opinion, goes, you know, for some consideration for MVP. Um, but on top of that, like just statistically, like you just alluded to, he's shooting like so efficiently being his age and his size. Like it's something that honestly, I don't know if we've seen before and um, assists too. like just I don't know. I, I've been hating on him for like a few years now. Uh, but there's nothing really to say. I mean, he's got some of the best defenders in the NBA on him, every possession. 
Um, he's a mid-range assassin. As much as people like to say that the mid-range game is dead, him and Devin Booker are proving it wrong. And, uh, yeah, I think he – right now he's the MVP. But I will say, I don't think it's over for the Bucks. So, don't, don't, write, don't write them off yet. Now, see, you just said you've been hating on CP3 for the past couple of years, and I'm going to keep it going, Toby, because I think it's too early to tell. I think it's too early to give it to CP3 because that man, Devin Booker, he's doing his own thing. He's averaging 29, six assists, three and a half rebounds, shooting 43.5 from the field, 40% from three, and hasn't yet to miss from the free throw line. Um, however, they – the, the NBA, whoever controls who gets the finals MVP will probably still give it to CP3 because of his whole finally making the finals thing. Probably just, <laughs> it's, you know, you know what? Here, take take That's this a great trophy. point. But, you know, if honestly, if one of them has a huge game in Milwaukee or hits like a game winner or something like that, you know, that might give that person the edge because I think between the two of them, CP3 might be a little bit higher than Devin Booker, but I think right now it's a pretty close race. And uh, honestly, I don't know. I think after taking the 2-0 lead, I think I might have to flip-flop. I think the Suns might have this one, as much as I hate to say it. I don't know. I don't know. I, we're going get to get to it later, but... Toby knows better than anyone that the Bucks are more than capable of coming back from a 2-0 deficit in the playoffs. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But, um, I mean, I'll read some statistics. Some are some are cherry picked, I think, to to make Chris Paul look better. But they also, you know, speak to how good he's been in the finals thus far. In Game One, he was only the second player in NBA history to total at least thirty points and nine assists in their finals debut. The only other player that did that was Michael Jordan in nineteen ninety one. He is. He became the third player ever to score 30 points in an NBA Finals game that's aged 36 years or older. Uh, Kareem did that six times, and Tim Duncan did it once. And he also scored 73 points in games one and two combined, which is the most points he's ever scored in a two-game span in his career, hmm. regular season or playoffs. I mean, that's that I think is the craziest statistic, in my opinion. The fact that th that's the most he's ever scored in a two game span. But yeah, I mean, just, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I feel like it, it has to be Chris Paul's award. Like they're going to point to Devin Booker's point totals. You know, he, he might average, like you said, Justin, like 29 points a game. They might look at DeAndre Ayton and see how he's been super efficient getting double doubles every game and playing really good defense. But I feel like everything in, you know, within Phoenix right now is just starts and ends with Chris Paul, you know, whether him being just like snaking around ball screens and hitting mid range jumpers, draining heavily contested threes, running the pick and roll to perfection Whatever it is, it's always Chris Paul. It seems like he has a hand in like how the Phoenix is running their offense. Um, in game one, he scored or assisted on 54 of the Suns' 118 points, which is the third most ever in a finals debut, which is only behind Allen Iverson and Michael Jordan. I mean, it's just like he's just done everything for the Suns, really. And it's hard to even say, you know, would they even be here without him? But I think it's funny. I think the funniest part about this entire finals MVP race is all season long, people were saying, is Chris Paul the MVP MVP of the regular season? It looks like he's probably going to take home the more – well, it depends on how you look at it, but maybe the more valuable award at the end of the day. He might, he might, he might end the season as the Finals MVP. So who knows? Keyword might. Keyword might. But yeah, I mean, it, it's really crazy. I do have to give some shout-outs though to DeAndre Ayton. He's been insane. Mm -hmm. He. Yeah. This is crazy. 
He was the fourth player in NBA Finals history ever to score 20 points, have 15 rebounds, and shoot 80% from the field. First of all, that's only ha- that's that hasn't happened since 1972. Mm-hmm. And it's Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem, and Bill Russell are the only other players that have ever done that in the finals. Three of like the most art, like probably the most dominant centers of all time. And you know, back in the 70s, when everyone loves to say it's oh, that was you know a bunch of like plumbers playing next to Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> or something. So like I don't know. That 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 statistic was pretty insane. But then again, I feel like Chris Paul's got to be the favorite right now. You know, that might be true. That might be true. And Justin, you made a great point with when you said uh you know, he's I don't want to call him like sympathy votes, but like everyone's going to be riding that guy Chris Paul cuz they're like he's been in the league for so long like this is his first time and he's yeah. He's already 36, or how he's like 36, right? Yeah, 36. Oh, yeah. So, like, I think a lot of it, like, if, like, if him and Booker had very, like, almost the exact same stats, I just think he would be just a tad bit higher just because of that little, little push. Probably. That was, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. And I mean, speaking of Booker, Justin. I know I was kind of, I mean, you say I was hating on him. I don't think I was at all saying that he's not necessarily comparable to Kobe Bryant. I mean, he's been, that game two performance though by Booker was, that was insane. I mean, it felt like he just was getting anything he wanted at any moment in time. I mean, mid-range wise, like I can definitely see the similarities. He definitely is not as athletic. But the thing is, I mean, just the thing with that whole, I just don't like how players, like any players really get compared to legends like that, because it's like, there's so many players in a league right now that have like shades of Kobe's game, but no one is ever going to be Kobe because think about it. Like you're saying like people compared Kobe to Jordan. So in a sense, are you really saying that like Devin Booker is Michael Jordan? Because everyone says Kobe no, is the closest no, thing to Jordan. Levels. But, like, there's that's what I'm saying. There's levels. Like, there's levels to this. And I'm not saying Devin Booker is at all bad. I'm just saying he's not Kobe. It's he's a, like baby. Just, he's like baby Kobe. But there's just a lot of players that, <laughs> that are kind of like baby Kobe's. True. True. I've heard a lot of Kobe comparisons with Chris Middleton in the, in the past. So, Chris Middleton. Jason Tatum. Yeah. I think has some Kobe in his game. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's really like any, plenty of any guard or forward that has a post game or a mid range is Kobe. Yeah, I guess so. For the most part. Well, the Suns, it's not all uh, good news for the Suns. Uh, you know, they are up 2 0, but they did lose Dario Saric to a torn ACL in game one and Tori Craig to a knee contusion in game two. I still don't know the, I guess, availability of Torrey Craig. Obviously, Dario Sarge is going to miss the rest of the series. But those are two kind of, you know, key rotational pieces for the Suns. Do you think, I mean, they've been healthy. The Suns have probably been the healthiest team in this year's playoffs thus far. But do you guys expect this to be that much? You know, how do you expect this to impact the Suns moving forward? Do you think it's going to be a big deal? Do you think it's just going to be they'll they'll get by without them? What do you guys think? I think it very small impact. You know, Dario's production can easily be matched by Frank the Tank, Frank Kaminsky. He wasn't really doing up, doing much to begin with. You know, just space the floor, just, you know, be a shooter out there. But with Torrey Craig out, this is an opportunity for your boy, Toby, for your boy, Cam Johnson. Because, you know, he's been he's been shooting pretty well. He's he's only taken 10 shots from the field. He's shooting five for 10, eight from the three, four for eight from three. But he's averaging 19 and a half minutes. And I think, you know, with Torrey Craig out, this might be his opportunity to get a couple more minutes. You know, they got Macau Bridges and Jay Crowder on that, you know, like the three, four spot on the floor. But, you know, we know what they're about. Cam Johnson has a chance to prove himself a little bit. Okay. 
Um, I I think I disagree with you though. It's I like the players that you just named. Like I think they're gonna they're gonna be solid um, for the Suns, but it it comes down to like the Bucks. Like they they're not rattled by being down two nothing. Like this is actually kind of what we expected. I feel like like we're not really gonna expect the Bucks to go out and take games one or two away. So I feel like when those two, since those two have gone down, it's like a sort of like a glimmer of hope or maybe a turning point for the Bucks. Um, although they might not be the most impactful players, it's, you know, gives the Bucks a little more something to like, you know, hold on to. Um, and I talked about this in the past, in a couple past episodes, but Drew Holiday and uh, Chris Middleton, who I'll get to later, they play much better home than they do away. So I expect those two to bounce back um, when they're in Milwaukee, obviously. Games three and four, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think I got the bucks for those games, but yeah, so we'll see. Well, I think I just looked it up. I'm pretty sure Tory Craig is probably going to be able to play in game three. So that's a good sign for him. Don't know how, if he's going to be a hundred percent or not, probably will be though. We'll see. But the only thing that is concerning is they already don't have, the Suns don't have a lot of depth, like in their front court behind DeAndre Aiden and DeAndre Aiden in game two, he played 42 minutes and only scored 10 points and shot four of 10 from the field. And like, he is obviously proven to be a very good two-way center for them, but it's questionable if he can play 40 minutes every single game for the rest of the series and have to battle against Giannis, who's only going to get healthier as a, as the series goes on, in my opinion. And Brooke Lopez, you know, who is probably going to elevate his game at home now. Like, it's, it's just, if he ever gets in foul trouble or, you know, just a fatigue factor, that's going to be an interesting thing now that they lost Sarge. But, I mean, for the most part, I feel like they'll be able to withstand those injuries um, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's really not much else to say. I think if it was someone like Mikhail Bridges or Jay Crowder or someone like that on that, you know, level of role players, it'd be a different conversation, but I feel like the Suns, they, they, they're going to get by without these two or without Sarge, at least in my opinion. They, they don't call Frank the tank, Frank the tank for nothing. That guy's going to be able to tank some, some, guy's- you know. That guy's not down low. He's gonna be. That guy's not doing nothing. (laughs) Giannis is gonna abuse that guy. Uh, No, okay. On all seriousness, though, Frank Kaminsky came in with one of the like the sweetest draft like coats ever. Well, was that the one where he had like the tank embroidered? Yeah, I think I remember that. Okay. Yeah. I'll never forget. I'll never forget that. Eh. <laughs> All right. Well, Toby, you mentioned Giannis. And I feel like, you know, we can now kind of transition to the Bucks side of things. In game two, Giannis set a franchise finals record f- scoring 42 points um, on 15 of 22 shooting to go along with 12 rebounds and four assists. But despite that fact, they still lost, obviously, and they're down 0-2. Um, I feel like, I mean, who do you guys, who do you guys blame for the Bucks' troubles right now? Because I don't know if it, you, you know, yeah, you guys just answer that. You, you, who do you guys think it? Who, I mean, who could you put the blame on right now? Well, I have two people who have been playing just not good at all. It's terrible. And you know what? I'll start it off by saying this. The Bucks are playing, are shooting terrible from the free throw line. 
the Bucks are on in games one and two. They're shooting 24 for 39 from the free throw line, and that's 61 and a half percent. The Suns, on the other hand, are shooting 37 for 40 from the free throw line, and that's 92 and a half percent. So, like the Suns are, they've missed three free throws this whole this whole series so far. So, like I don't know, I don't know what the Bucks got to do, but they got to get to the line. Second of all, Drew Holiday. I, he's playing like a scrub. He's playing like trash. He's playing like Eric Bledsoe. Ooh. He went from averaging 22 points per game on 46% shooting from the field, 37 from three in the line. Now he's putting up 13 and a half per game on 31.4 and shooting 14.3 from three point land. And lastly, to wrap it all up, Middleton, Chris Middleton, he's not playing terrible. He's not playing terrible, but he has the lowest plus minus on the team with the minus 13. He struggles from what I've seen. He's been struggling a lot in the first half, but then he starts to pick it up in the second half and he'll end with, you know, like 20, 25 points. So it's not terrible, but he isn't, you know, he's just not fluid in the first half. He doesn't, he looks like he's out there struggling to find his own shot. Yeah, I agree with you. And uh, like I said before, there was two specific players that I wanted to talk about later. And those two were obviously Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. And um, defensively, Drew Holiday has his moments or has been, you know, having his moments this series. Hasn't done a great job um, with uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Obviously they're gonna get buckets, but offensively, as you said, Justin, those two need to do better. And uh, like I've been saying, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, they just, they're not the best road performers. Like, especially in the first couple of games of the series, and this has been, you know, going on with the Bucks this entire playoffs, is they're going to take a couple games to, you know, figure out how to, how to defend the other team, what kind of strategies work best. And so I think that those two are going to play better once they go back to Milwaukee, um, just because, you know, once once they're playing at home, they're probably more comfortable. Um, Percentage wise, they're way better and they just they just score a lot more. So. I feel like Giannis is going to obviously be Giannis. Um, If those two can step up in games three and four, then those games are theirs for the taking. And then um, if they can implement what, you know, what they've been doing in games or what, what they can do in games three and four, they can steal a road game and possibly win it also. I don't think it, I don't think this series is over yet. Some people might be already counting out the bucks, but I feel like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton definitely have to step up offensively and uh, they can get the job done. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely the obvious answer. It's just Drew, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. Holiday, he played pretty poorly in game one and then kind of turned it around in game two a little bit because he was making some nice defensive plays. And then, but I feel I, th- I feel like the uh, the Chris Middleton meme you sent, Justin, yeah. the cycle of him where he he plays bad, he gets criticized, plays better, and then becomes the second coming Michael Jordan, <laughs> and then plays poorly again. That's essentially the cycle with Chris Middleton. So maybe game three, he'll play better. I think that's the point we're at right now. But, I mean, after watching, like, this entire postseason for the Bucks, it just makes me wonder, like, and I feel like you guys can chime in on this question. If you have a team like the Bucks or just a player like Giannis, who's like an MVP candidate, would you rather have players like Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, you know, guys who are somewhat inconsistent, but when they're on, they're basically all-star level players, or would you rather have just a collection of like the best possible role players you can have around a superstar? who are going to deliver, you know, the same production every night 
but maybe not at an all-star level. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's it's kind of ridiculous how Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are just constantly like every series it feels like they have like two or three just terrible games. And it's like, how does this even how does this continue to happen? Well, my I would say that you need players like Middleton and Holiday because even though I was saying Chris Middleton can't be the second guy you need a second guy like you can't just have the guy and then role players that are going to show up every night and do what they have to but that might not always cut it because one guy averaging you know 25 a game and then everybody else only averaging 10 that might not get you the dub you might need two guys averaging 25 a game so I would have a player like Chris Middleton but maybe not Chris Middleton I, I think I agree with that because um, I feel like nowadays in the NBA, it's going to be, it's always going to be a few teams with like two or three all-stars slash superstars that are going to be contending for the finals. And usually when you get a team with like really good role players, like um, trying to think of an example, like the Raptors maybe, when they had Kawhi, uh, like the Suns right now, yeah, the Suns. But I, I feel like this season isn't gonna like, like this is a weird season. Like this is not a normal season. I feel like so, it's hard to count on a bunch of really good role players when you're competing against like next year the Brooklyn Nets with all those superstars and like, you know, the Sixers with those with those two. And like Justin said, I just I think you definitely need a second guy there. Um, but if Middleton's the guy, we're I guess we'll be soon to find out. Yeah. Like you know what that makes me think of that this makes me think of like the situation in Portland with Dame and CJ. Like if they had traded, if they traded CJ for I don't know, just you know, just like average, you know, just average guys, I don't think the Blazers would be, they'd be worse. They'd be worse off without CJ because if one of the two, Dame or CJ is off, the other one is always going to come in and carry the load. I think it's a little different with Giannis though, because Giannis isn't like a perimeter kind of guy. Yeah. So he's going to need like a, a shooter. Yeah, it's, it's just tough. I mean, I, I expect Middleton to play a lot better over these next two games. But, I mean, you you kind of alluded to this a few times, Toby. Games three is tonight in about an hour. It's 7 o'clock right now on Sunday. So, do you guys think the Bucks take the dub tonight? Or, I mean, I feel like they, they have to. I think they, they do. They to. take it. They're taking a dub tonight. And I'm, I'm thinking uh, – I'm yeah. I'm gonna say it. I'm like it's gonna be in convincing fashion too. It's not gonna be. A you know, game. you know who would agree with you. Okay, okay. You know who okay. would agree with you, Toby? Who's that? Jory's Jory's boy, Will Barton. I saw a video on Instagram. <laughs> him, him and some other guy. Him, him and some other player were out doing some kind of thing, and some lady came up and asked them, and they were like, "What do you think's happening with Game Three? And Will Barton was like. You know, I think Bucks coming back home. I think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a blowout win in Game Three, and I agree with both of them, Will and uh, Will Barton and Toby. I think so. I think the Suns are going to find it a lot harder to score. Uh, I just feel like the Bucks are going to be a lot more locked in. And I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, last episode I did say the Suns win Game One and Two, Bucks come back win Game Three and Four. Oh my goodness. Well, we'll see. Um, yeah, I think the Bucks will probably win game three. It's tough to pick against them. I can't see the Suns going up 3-0 in this series. It's just I don't think Giannis is gonna let that happen. But I will say the Suns, like in games one and two, like it feels like every time the Bucks had some kind of momentum, it looked like they were gonna come back. 
the Suns just hit some ridiculous three-pointer or got an one or something to just destroy their momentum every single time. I wonder if that's going to happen now that they're on the road. I don't know. I feel like the crowd certainly helps with that. But, like, I don't know. It, that's The Suns just – they just never feel like they're, you know, rattled. It just feels like they're always just in a good spot for whatever reason. Maybe it's just Chris Paul and the effect of Chris Paul, but I don't know. It just never feels like they're they're flustered. You know, I want to make a point about Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I read on something, I probably Instagram, that the first day that Chris Paul came to practice, their first practice, Devin Booker said they were like the closest thing that you can get to throwing hands he was like if there was if you could throw hands without actually throwing a punch that's what they were at and you know there's been people NBA players who have said you know good and bad about Chris Paul there's been players who say he's a terrible teammate and then obviously there's been other players who say he's a great leader and all that I think you know with all the Kobe comparisons to Devin Booker and then playing with Chris Paul I think Devin Booker is going to turn out to be a phenomenal leader. He is going to be, he's going to be that guy you want going into, going into the playoffs. Like he's that guy who will go to war with you and like, he'll put it all on the table. The thing with like, you said a great teammate and, you know, I feel like teammate and being a leader are just two completely different things. Cause I remember if, I don't know if you guys watched the last dance documentary about Michael Jordan, I mean, they were saying, like, he was one of the best leaders, like, you could possibly have, but not necessarily a good teammate. Like, no, not a lot of people liked him. Like, nobody – Yeah. I mean, they thought he was insane. And you could probably say the same thing about Chris Paul. Like, I mean, I would imagine, like, a 35-year-old comes into practice uh, with a bunch of, like, 22, 23-year-olds. Like, he's probably expecting, like, the most out of all of these young people who haven't even sniffed the playoffs yeah. in their entire, you know, entire NBA careers. I don't know. Like, I can see that. But you're probably right. I think this is – I wonder how this is going to rub off on Devin Booker whenever Chris Paul, you know, either leaves or retires. I think it'll be a very good thing. Um, I mean, DeAndre Ayton even said that Chris Paul joining the Suns was the best thing that's ever happened to his career. So yeah. you can imagine what kind of a lasting impact that, you know, he'll have on this team once he once he decides to hang it up so it's exciting it's exciting if they win it all you think he should retire just retire on top Nah, i feel like he'll probably play at least a few more seasons well what's his contract looking like is he gonna be is he like gonna be on the suns next year i think he's like one more year left i think he's like a player option or something so he can like decide to opt out and you know leave or just re-sign with the Suns. So I think it's just completely I mean, in his hands. Yeah, I would probably re-sign. Yeah, honestly. I, I want to stay. You know, why not? It's, the, it's like a match made in heaven. But um, I guess that's really all the NBA Finals talk we have. This segment, this next segment, I'm pretty excited for. But uh, you know. You know, we mentioned uh, at the top of the show that there's a bunch of other sports going on. The Olympics are about to start in about two weeks. And yesterday, on Saturday, uh, the 2021 U.S. Olympic basketball team played their first exhibition game against Nigeria. And they were upset in one of the most historic upsets, honestly, ever in international play. They lost 90 to 87. Um, before that loss, Team USA was 54 and 2 in exhibition games since 1992. And nine years ago, they beat Nigeria by 83 points. <laughs> so the fact that they, I mean, it's pretty crazy the turnaround that Nigeria's national team has had. Um, but well, yeah. Well, I mean, this segment, 
I figured, you know, with again the, the well, uh, can can I put in two little two little notes about the Nigeria game? All right, yeah, yeah, go ahead. First of all, back when USA won by eighty three points, I just wanted to throw in a little a little fun fact here. Carmelo Anthony knew. Oh, jeez, of course. Carmelo Anthony in seven minutes put up thirty five points, eleven <laughs> three pointers. 11 for 11 from three in seven minutes. (laughs) Seven minutes. In seven minutes. What the hell? And then also, the reason, the one reason that Team USA lost to Nigeria this time around is because they wanted to let old-ass Kevin Love on the team instead of Julius Mm, Randle. Instead of Julius Randle. Well, I don't think so. I I feel like the USA team... They like value, you know, seniority and experience. Oh, yeah, I know, I know they do, but I was just being a crazy Knicks fan. So he'll get his shot eventually. I feel like you see that every year, though, where it's like, why is this guy on the roster? Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, our segment with the Olympics set to begin in two weeks, I figured it'd be fun to. First, compile a list of all the best Team USA players of all time and then draft our own teams. And since 1992 was the first year FIBA allowed USA basketball to field their team with NBA players, I didn't go further back in time. So basically everyone from 1992 on is the, who I, who I kind of listed here. There's 40 players, so, you know, we can do 12-man rosters because, I mean, there's three of us, so that'd be 36. Or you can just do starting fives. That's up to you guys. I don't know. So, I mean, what do you guys want to do? do? Let's do the whole 12. <clears throat> All right, let's do it. All right, well, I, f- I said that we were going to do a random number generator to determine who goes first, so... Justin, pick a number between one and three. One and three? Yeah. One. One. Toby, you pick a number between one and three. That's not one. Two. Split the difference. All right. All right. Here we go. Ah, what the? Let's go, baby. All right, Toby, you're second. Okay, whatever. And I'll go. All right. But we'll do, I guess we'll do Serpentine style okay so, so justin goes first then me or then toby then myself but i'll go twice and then i'll go tobe justin all right so be- before we start is this based off of like their olymp their u.s statistics or is this based off of how good well, we think the player is i mean yeah that's up for you to decide like i figured like i mean obviously their u.s statistics are going to be a little bit skewed, obviously, because they're playing next to a bunch of superstars. But, like, I mean, 2012 LeBron James is 2012 LeBron James, yeah. you know? So it's like <laughs> – so it's up to you. I mean, it's it's really whatever you guys think. I was just going off the assumption that it was, like, you know, the best version of every player, every player in their prime. We were yeah, just pretty gonna... much. So I was right, just – let's, was... let's get it. All right, Justin, All right, well, you have the first pick. If I'm going to go first, obviously, I got to pick my GOAT, LeBron James. Wow. wow. I figured wow. you're going to go mellow. Um, I, sh- I should, like, mark this down first. I'm writing my team down. All right. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll write everyone's team down. But, but, Toby, you can go now. So you pick LeBron. All right, well, this is an easy choice because this is the real GOAT. <laughs> and I'm choosing Michael Jordan. All right, all right. MJ, 23. That's fair. MJ, he averaged 16 points per game and won two gold medals, two Olympics for – I think he played one in when he was in college before he entered the NBA and then another – the dream team um well this is tough there's so many good players um hmm. where to start man 
Well, I have back-to-back picks now since we're doing serpentine style. Ooh. I feel like I got to go KD. I, I feel like say, KD is the move. I you mean, don't go with KD. I don't know what you're thinking. One of the best scores ever. One of the best Olympic scorers ever, period. So I feel like that's that's a solid pick. And if I'm going to – I mean, this is a hard name to pass up, but Kobe. Dang. Oh, Kobe man. Bryant. KD uh, and Kobe, that's tough. <laughs> All right, Tobe. All right. Uh, shoot. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I'm going to go with – oh, shoot. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not, no. Hmm. Okay. You know what? What's what are you thinking? Mm. Um, I'm gonna choose I'm gonna I'm gonna choose Oh my god. This is I'm gonna choose I'm gonna choose Magic Johnson. Okay. You got it was, it was MJ's. It was between him and uh Larry Bird, but I just oh. feel like the play, play style-wise, he'll fit better with Jordan. So, Toby's going old school. Justin, you have two picks. Well, doesn't – oh, wait, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, hmm. All right. I'm going to go with Shaq and Carmelo Anthony. Shaq and Melo. Interesting. That is – Pretty physically imposing team you're building right here. Mm-hmm. LeBron, Shaq, and Melo. Well, Toby, you're up again. I guess. Uh, I guess I got to choose him. I'm going Larry Legend, Larry Bird. Again, Toby is going old school. How can I pass up Larry Bird? <laughs> <laughs> no, I respect it. I respect it. You know, that's actually crazy. Toby's got the OG big three. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. I think it was also in the um, Last Dance documentary, and then MJ was talking about, like, well, I don't know if it was MJ specifically talking about the Dream Team, but how the scrimmages were, like, the most intense games that he's, like, ever been a part of between, you know, they would have MJ pick a team and Magic pick a team, and they would just play against one another. I can't even imagine how insane those games must have been. But now myself back on the board with two two picks. Uh, I feel like I need some size. So I think I'm going to go ah, – Jeez, this is tough. Come on. <laughs> I think I'm going to go... Um, Jeez, Charles Barkley. I'm going to go Barkley. Ooh, okay. I'm going to go Barkley. And... <laughs> I kind of want to pick whoever Toby's thinking just to piss him off. But I can't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> huh. This is tough, man. Oh, man. My I think I'm going to go, K- I think I'm going to go KG. Okay. KG. Okay. All right, Toby, you're up again. <clears throat> okay. Okay, I'm going with uh, I'm going with the legend himself, Tim Duncan. Damn, big yeah. fundamental. Damn. I was looking at Tim. Solid. I was looking at Tim Duncan. I was looking at. Him. I was I was considering him. He was definitely in consideration. You bastard guy. <laughs> All right, Justin, you get to round out your starting five, or you know, your top five picks, I guess. All right, 
I'm gonna take. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna have a a nice big front court, a nice gigantic front court. I am gonna take David Robinson. What? David Robinson. Wow. Okay. All right. And for the shooting guard spot, Chris Bosh. Right. <laughs> I was going to take D Wade because of, you know, like the LeBron D Wade mellow little, you know, little banana uh, boat. But that would leave us with very little shooters. Carmelo was really the best shooter. So I'm going to take Vince Carter. VC. Oh, Toby probably wanted him. That's a legend. It's okay. I got a couple options to choose from depending on what kind of what kind of team I'm looking to get. Toby, you you have you have Jordan, Magic, Larry Legend, and Tim Duncan at the moment. I could put I could put Tim Duncan at the five and put Larry at the four and grab a three, or I could get another big. It's up to you. Ah, oh, man, I wish I had Shaq. I wish I had Shaq. <laughs> um, okay, it's between these. Mm. Okay. Damn, okay. This is, uh, this is an interesting choice. Oh, geez. I'm going to go with Scotty Pippen. Ah, oh, you bastard. All right. All right. I like it. Scotty and MJ back on I the like same it. team. I like it. Do it all small forward. Um, all right. Well, I again, I, I have back-to-back picks now. And I need a point guard. Because I got a lot of scores and a lot of, uh, yeah, I got a lot of scores. So I need someone who's going to facilitate. And with Magic off the board, I'm not really seeing a better true point guard than the point god himself, Chris Paul. Wow. Wow. I think that's the move. And... If we're going six men, six man. Hmm. Oh man, Allen Iverson. Ah. AI. AI. Off the bench. First guy off the bench. Damn. Hmm. Damn. All right. All right, Tobe. So I got my starting five. I need a solid six man. Hmm. It, it's between two players. I'm. <sighs> Whoever you don't pick, I am picking. So. I don't think you are. I'm going with Kyrie Irving. I'm going with <laughs> Kyrie Irving, the <laughs> goat himself. Well said. No, he's just. Oh, jeez. All right. I like it. All right. Well, let me show you how to make a real pick, Toby. For my sixth man, coming out the gates with Clyde Drexler. Oh, all right. That's just that's a great pick. That's a great pick. All right. All right. And you go again, Justin. Oh yes, that's right. Um. Hmm. Um. You better not pick this. Fucking guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, jeez. Probably not because I need a big man. So I am taking Patrick Ewing. Pat Ewing, all right. Another big, okay. Well, I'm glad you passed up on him. And I hope I hope nobody took him, or I'm just being stupid. I'm going with Clay Thompson coming off the bench. Ew. Oh, <laughs> what do you mean? That's the second greatest great. shooter of all time. That's okay, the second well, best shooter of all time. Well, it doesn't matter. You know, Your lineup was. No, they, I don't know why. 
terrible picks. How is that a terrible? How's <laughs> this? This guy doesn't know anything about offense. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about offense. Uh, you know what's strange though? Because you mentioned best shooter ever. Steph Curry has never competed in an Olympics. Weird. Yeah. I mean, he's competed in the FIBA World Cup, but he's never competed like in the actual Olympics. So I thought you maybe, you know, with him missing the playoffs this year, I thought maybe this year could have been a, his year, but yeah. who knows? Um, well, you just picked Clay. So I'm trying to think here. Like, what do I need? I feel like I feel like I need some more defense. So I'm gonna go Dwight Howard. Okay. That was my guy. Damn it, that was my pick. And well, I, I got one more. I got one more. Oh my god. Um I could go defense again. I could go defense again. But I don't know. This is hard. This is really tough. So many good players. Um, I think you should go defense. You know, there's a player on here that's just really catching my eye, but I feel like he'll get back to me. I don't think he will, though, because I think <laughs> I'm going to pick him. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go <laughs> Paul George. Yeah, Paul George. Okay. The way in Paul George. All right, Tobe, you're up. I need a big man, and there's two big men I'm looking at. But the one I think I'm gonna take. Is Carl Malone. All right. I'm surprised he hasn't been chosen yet, actually. I was just about to pick him, but it's not that big of a deal. All right. Uh, All right. I like it. I like it. Well, that kind of stinks. Actually, it stinks more than I thought it would. Um, I'm gonna take Penny Hardaway. That's who I was that's who I was considering. But and I am gonna take Chris Mullen. A shooter. Shooter's got to shoot. All right. Well, this is this is uh this is tough. This is a tough choice. Damn, this is a tough choice. Still one guy on the board. I can't believe nobody's taken. Oh, I, I know who you're thinking of, but I mean, there's plenty of players on here that should have been taken. Who you, who you think, Tobe? Um, well, has 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 <laughs> has Dwayne Wade been chosen? Has Dwayne Wade been chosen? No. Well, that's the guy I was thinking of. Tobe. Well, that's the guy that I'm choosing. Dwayne <laughs> Wade coming off the bench. Let's go. E Wade. Steal the draft right now. Um, all right. I don't know how many more picks we all have. Not that many, I have, though. I just have one. Oh, well, if we're doing a 12-man roster, then I got a little bit more. But Yeah, 12. I think I got three because I think I'm at nine right now. All right. Well, I have two right now, and I feel like I need a floor spacer. So I'm going to go one of the best shooters of all time, Ray Allen. Oh, my God. He's on here? Yes, sir. <sighs> Ray Allen. And I feel like I need – I don't know. This is tough. I'm going to go Grant Hill. Grant Hill. Because I just want pick. another wing. Okay. All wing. So Ray Allen and Grant Hill. Well, I think I need a little size. Because right now I got Tim Duncan at the five. And 
off the bench, I think my biggest player is Carl Malone. Oh, yeah, I'm working you in the paint all day, Toby. <laughs> so, therefore, there's one choice I got to make, and it's a great choice. And I hope you guys don't clown me for it, but I got to choose Alonzo Morning. That's a great choice. That's a great pick. Alonzo. Right. Just, just a big body, just, you know, defend down there in the paint. Um, well, I guess I'll just round out, like, my second five-man lineup, and I'll pick Kevin Love. K-Love? You were just disrespecting that, man. Yeah, I was, but I need a four. And, <laughs> and I will take Russell Westbrook. Oh, the UCLA brothers. Yes, sir. All right. All right, so... Oof. I wanted Grant Hill. I really wanted him. Uh, coming off the bench, I think uh, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna just do it. I'm taking. Uh, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm taking Jason Kidd. I have to. I have yeah, to. I figured you would. That's yeah. Going all nets. All right. All right. I think these are I think these are my last two picks. Yeah. So I got two more players. And one of them I know is gonna be Gary Payton, GP the glove. Cause I I don't know. I just love Gary Payton. And my last pick. Hmm. Wow. I'm going to go Reggie Miller. Gross. Reggie. I thought he already got picked. I don't think he did, no. I was going to pick him, but I hate that guy, so I didn't. All right, I think I get get one more pick. Um, As my last pick, I'm going to have to go with... Yeah, you have one more. And I'm looking at a guy that you should pick considering you've taken all the other... I'm going to go with uh, Chris Bosh. Oh, wow. All right, all right, all right. Who were you thinking he was going to take, Jory? Well, I'll let you go, and then I'll say. I know who who he thought I was going to (laughs) pick. Well... I know who I'm picking, the greatest shooter in Knicks history, Allen Houston. Wow. I thought you were going to take uh, D. Will. I should have. I should have, but I already got a couple guards. So, All right. Well, that's our teams, and I'll read them back so we know. So, Justin, I guess – I mean, I don't know who your starting five would be. I guess it would be LeBron. Yep, there you go. Maybe VC at the two. Mello, David Robinson, and Shaq, I guess, would be your starting lineup. And then off the bench, you would have Clyde, Patrick Ewing, Penny Hardaway, Chris Mullen, Kevin Love, Russell Westbrook, and Allen Houston. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good squad. Toby, you have Magic and MJ, probably the best backcourt you could possibly have. Larry... Larry Legend. Yes, sir. Scotty and Tim Duncan. And then off the bench, Kyrie, Clay, Carl Malone, Dwayne Wade, Alonzo Mourning, Jason Kidd, and Chris Bosch. That's that a great a, bench unit. That's, that's a, a great terrible bench unit. <laughs> terrible bench what are you talking about? And My great pick for Kyrie and Clay. <laughs> Whatever, you're a hater. I respect it. I respect <laughs> it. And then for myself, I got CP3, Kobe, Kevin Durant, Charles Barkley, and Kevin Garnett. And then off the bench, I got AI, Dwight, Paul George, Ray Allen, Grant Hill, Gary Payton, and Reggie Miller. You that- know, Jory might have the best bench unit. I think, yeah, I was about to say. 
Because AI, man, he stands out above the rest. And I, like. I, I hate to say it, but Toby might have the best starting lineup. That trio of Magic, MJ. Yeah, you probably have the best starting lineup. I'll give it to you. That's crazy. And I got Dwayne Wade coming off the bench, dude. Like, So what? I got Clyde Drexler coming off the bench. And then Justin just has the most physically imposing roster and the high flyers. Yes, sir. Zach is getting locked up. I love – I like athletic teams, athleticism over everything. I like versatility. That's that's how I always build my teams. 2K, I'm always looking for guys that can play one through five. doesn't matter. But, well, let us know who has the best team. I think I do, but – I think we all think we all have the best team. (laughs) I don't know. Toby, your bench unit is just horrendous. It's not, though. It's like, what are you talking about? No, I like his bench. If we're being honest, honest, Kyrie and Clay should have been your last two picks. No, I was not picking. Kyrie was the best point guard there, and Clay's the second greatest shooter of all time. I their Penny was still available. Penny is definitely better. Kyrie's way better than Penny Hardaway. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? (laughs) What are you saying? Wade, Wade, as your what? I think ninth pick was solid. That was a yeah. great pick. Yeah, I actually thought somebody had taken him. I was gonna take him, but I picked Clyde Drexler instead. Yeah, I wanted. I just wanted to throw a little bit of more, you know, little throwback players in there. Yeah, this is fun. This is a good. This is this is fun. We'll see uh, if Team USA can turn it around. Obviously, they will. We'll get another bolt this year. Uh, well, they still have some players that need to show up. Even I'm pretty sure Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Devin Booker are all committed to Team USA, but they're obviously still playing in the finals. So maybe that'll help once they get those guys in there. But definitely. Until then. We'll see. But wait, who were the players that we did not draft out of this list? Um, nobody took Mitch Richmond. Mitch nobody Richmond, D. Will, Demar Derozan, and Demarcus Cousins. Are the four players. Yeah, I saw actually one. I saw on Instagram a couple couple days ago, a week ago. Where would prime Demarcus Cousins? rank in today's game among the top centers in the league Mm. including anthony davis playing center including him at the center position maybe four i'm thinking three or two no i'll put him on the same level as as mb dude he was that good he's not better than mb i don't know i think he's at the same level i think ad he's just no i I think jokic is the best I think he's right there under him. Like, okay, okay, okay. Demarcus Cousins is better than Jokic is. He oh was better. No, he's not. I don't, no, he's not. Care. I don't care that Jokic got the MVP. That guy's not the best big man in the league. In what sense? What it does Demarcus Cousins do better than Jokic? Like, literally. Literally, literally, he was the same exact thing as Jokic. Except, except he's not at all. He's a, except Jokic is literally better in now. every category. No, no, no. They had they have some similarities. Like they're both pretty good passers. Except Jokic is the best passing big ever. So <laughs> yeah. you can't even try and compare. All right. So we're putting them like we're putting, them, we're putting Marcus. DeMarcus Cousins three or four on the list is what we're all agreeing on. Right? I'm, I'm saying he's tied right up there with, with him. He's better than he's better than Rudy. He's better than probably Bam. He's probably better than <laughs> Cat probably better than Aiton. No, he's way he's way better than all those. Yeah. This is prime Demarcus we're talking about. I don't wanna I don't wanna like underestimate better than Gobert. Did I say Gobert? Yeah. No, that guy stinks. Gobert stinks. stinks. Well, what are we what are we are we saying prime boogie is King's boogie or Pelican's boogie? Well, how long was he even on the Pelicans? Like half a season? Kings, 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 yeah, definitely the Kings. But he would have been—he would have had his prime. 
Wait, what? What was Toby? I mean, you know, he would have been still in his prime if he didn't get that those like massive injuries. Yeah, probably. How long did he even play in? In uh, like for the two public? seasons. I don't think I, he like, played a full season. I'm pretty sure he played like like a little bit more than half. I don't know why he got traded it, at the at the All Star break, and then he got. I think he got injured like the next year, right? Or maybe it was that year. I don't know. I always just thought that guy, Marcus, for some reason, I just, it seems like that guy was on the Pelicans for like five seasons. I don't know why. Because he played 17 games the year he was traded and then played 48 the next year, but that was the year he got hurt. Yeah, that's a damn shame that he got injured like that. He just, he got injured, he came back, he got injured again, came back, and then was just trash. Yeah, that's really sad. Yeah. Oh, well, Band of centers, man. Yeah, well, it's probably why that Bozo didn't get picked. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, again, this was fun. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens in Game Three with the Bucks Suns NBA Finals next week. The series could probably. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if, if it might be over, depending on how short the series is by the time yeah. we talk next. But uh, hopefully it's 2 2. Yeah, until then, we'll see you. Get well Enjoy. soon, uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah. Enjoy Shohei Atani winning the home run derby. Not having. From myself, Jory Mickens, and my two co-hosts, Justin Sadovi and Chris Tobias, thank you so much for listening to that episode of the Full Court Report NBA Show. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Full C Report, on Instagram at the.fullcourt.report. Like and comment on this video and subscribe so you never miss a minute of action.